everyone and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. As always, Primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. We will talk more about them and their ride of the week, the 2022 Kona, uh, later in the show. And as always, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and more Mavericks content throughout the entire offseason. We will not rest getting you quality Cowboys coverage. And tonight on the show, this will be specialized coverage because a lot of people will say, you know what? It's just a kicker. It's just a punter in the case of Brian Anger. But we need to talk about the Cowboys specialist tonight because just yesterday, we were talking about what was next for the Cowboys. And we even put together a checklist. This graphic that I'm about to show in the chat is from last night's show. And we put together a checklist and we made predictions in the chat, both on Facebook and on YouTube, about who was next for the Cowboys. And my prediction was that they were only going to check two boxes, Brent Irvin and Malik Turner. Well, it turns out the Cowboys did get Brian Anger done. It's a three-year deal for the punter, who was a second-team All-Pro last year. We all know just how important he was for the Cowboys. And hey, it's three years, $9 million. Let me know what you guys think. Grade the Brian Anger resign. How would you grade this deal by the Dallas Cowboys? Let me know your answers in the chat. And while you do so, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. The ride of the week is the 2022 Hyundai Kona, 30-35 miles per gallon capacity. It's got a backup camera, the game-changing Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, and coming in at an affordable price of just $23,990. You can check that out over at FreemanHyundai.com. Family-owned business, over 65 years. They've got great service and a lot of features that you need to check out over at FreemanHyundai.com, including a special 360-degree view of the vehicles that you are browsing. So make sure you check that out. Now, let's see some of your answers. And I love, so far, the ones that we are getting. Now, I think... And, and I might be wrong about this. Samuel Rowe is asking about the guarantees, which is always super important. I think they have not yet been reported on. Let me see if I can find something for you. Because sometimes these reports come out just before prime time. But $3 million a year sounds like a good deal. Uh, I, can, I cannot find any number on the guarantees. But it's $3 million per year. The answer so far in the chat, very positive. Jason coming in with an A. Sanchez Burke as well gives the signing an A. Slim Green, not as, enough, not as positive on this one. He says a C, which is valid. Charles Moore, I grade this an A+. He has a great leg, and he is smart with his choices. Lumen goes with an A. Gregory says good deal. Joshua says A for the Pontichur. Now, 
Ryan Anger, at the end of the day, is an all-pro. So, pro bowler really came in Dallas, and he showed what why he was brought in in the first place. Remember that when he was recently signed in 2021, when he was just signed, we didn't really know if it was going to be a straight-up competition between him and Hunter. That wasn't very clear at first until John Fassel, special teams coordinator, was asked about it, and he more or less right away let it be known that Anger was the front-runner for the job. And at the time, maybe we weren't that sure how to feel about it, but Brian Anger made it clear throughout the season that he was the right choice. Definitely the Cowboys' most valuable specialist of 2021, I would say so. And I think that second team All-Pro kind of tells the story by itself. And I thought, I really thought that he was not coming back because remember, Michael Gelkin from Dallas Morning News had reported that... Anger's most lucrative contract offer was not expected to come via the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know exactly what changed. I don't know if maybe the market wasn't as strong for Brian Anger, or maybe it also has to do a lot with how the Cowboys offseason has shaken out, especially, you know, reworking the Marcus Lawrence's deal, letting Amari Cooper go, knowing that you will have $10 million in cap relief when June rolls around because of the Lyle Collins release. And maybe it also has to do with the fact that they were counting on getting Randy Gregory's deal done. And maybe all of those moves had to do a lot with getting Gregory re-signed. And now that that didn't happen and you're sitting there with the cap space, maybe the Cowboys said, you know what, why not? Let's get Brian Anger back. So I like that move. I'm not saying that that changes, uh, you know, the entire future of the Dallas Cowboys, but it's nice knowing that Brian Anger is coming back. This does rule out, in my opinion, though, Ariza. And I know a lot of people wanted to draft him. I think this kind of rules it out. I don't know how the kicker slash punter will be drafted in April. One team might really just roll the dice on him, especially after what Evan Money Mac McPherson has been doing with the Cincinnati Bengals. At a, maybe at a different position, but still, I think this rules out Ariza for the Dallas Cowboys, even though that would have been a good player to draft late in the NFL draft. Uh, Dallas Jung says, and this is a smart take, he says, I look at anger as a defensive player, so $3 million for an all-pro is good stuff. And I get where this is coming from. The punter is more or less a defensive player, especially when he's doing what Brian Anger was doing for the Cowboys. If you are forcing teams to start inside the 10, inside the 15, you know, you're putting them on tough spots and you're doing your defense a favor. So if like Dallas Junk and Big over here, you want to look at Brian Anger as a defensive asset? I think you are very right to do so. And listen, I know that John Fassel gets a lot of hate sometimes from Cowboys Nation, and I understand why, but it is a fact. I don't know what the rankings were. Let me see if I can find them. The special teams DBOA for 2021, 
But the Cowboys did go from being one of the worst teams in the Jason Garrett era to one of the best on special teams under John Fassel. And hey, the same happened in 2021. So in 2020, you had the Cowboys with John Fassel being the seventh best team in special teams DBOA. And now in 2021, they're at number six, according to footballoutsiders.com. So I know that John Fassel gets a lot of hit from getting his guys on the team. But DBOA, at least, kind of backs up what John Fassel has been doing as a special teams coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Mo says, burner account, I am nervous. We are going to be less aggressive since we paid anger. Like playing sick hurt over Tony Pollard 20. Well, I don't know that anger would have changed that, though, to be honest. Uh, I don't know that that would have changed a lot with or without Brian Anger. Jack and Angie Meeker says he can throw a decent ball too for a trick plays. LOL. Hey, and we and we witnessed that in 2021. And we know that the Cowboys will not shy away from it. We have seen that stuff since before the McCarthy era. So there is that. Danny Savage says our punter going to be an MVP. And over there on Facebook, uh, what is up, Dalen Ochoa says, I think letting Cooper go was a mistake. It's something that I agree with as well. Jason says, what do you think the chances of a big free agent like Bobby Wagner are? Well, if I'm not mistaken, we already got a report today on the Cowboys not being among the favorites to, to land Bobby Wagner. And that would make a lot of sense to me, the fact that they would not be a real favorite or that they have not real momentum. That was a report, actually, bingo. That was a report that the Cowboys had no real momentum in the Bobby Wagner conversations. I would like it to answer your question, Jason, but in terms of chances, you guys know this. I have talked about it on primetime. I am a pessimist on the Bobby Wagner conversation. I don't think that's getting down for the Cowboys. And I know people have been talking about Taron Matthew, as sort of a weird rumor that has been born in Cowboys Nation, I have no reason to believe that the Cowboys would open up the wallets to get Tyron Matthew. That goes just about against everything that we know about this front office. One, making an outside free agent, one of the highest paid in the league, because that, that's what it would likely take. That's likely what it would take to get Tyron Matthew with the Cowboys. And number two, it's at a position that they have historically not invested in recently. So I'm not buying any of these big name free agent rumors. And I think it's like the same story that we've seen for years now in which the Cowboys are among the finalists. They are reported to be interested in these guys only to fall short because that's truly how they believe a team should be built in the NFL. Guru says, Guru says, Cowboys don't value big name safeties nowadays. However, I will say I feel confident about the Cowboys safeties right now. Tyron Matthew would obviously be an upgrade, but I like Malik Hooker and Jaron Kears as your starting free safeties for 22, to be honest. Uh, Ruglock says, people want to act like special teams 
doesn't matter until we have a special teams F up and then everyone starts talking about how we need to be better on special teams. Yeah, that is that is actually pretty accurate. But I, I do think that fortunately people have been people have been valuing more and more special teams. At the end of the day, it's it's a third of football. You've got offense, defense, and special teams. And I know that maybe it's not as significant just because of the number of special teams plays that you have on a game, but it can definitely alter the way your record looks at the end of the season. What is up, Kenneth Fraser over at Facebook? Thank you for joining the show. Michael Beer says, what do you think our record be this year, even though we haven't had the draft yet? It's too early, and I don't want to make much out of this prediction. But if you ask me over under the 12 wins that the Cowboys had in 2021, I would say under. Right now, that's where I'm leaning. Uh, 12 was a high number for the Cowboys. Right now, I'm guessing maybe I would take the under. But it's a tough conversation. We've talked about the strength of schedule before here on primetime. And the Cowboys might not be on a very bad spot when it comes to the schedule. Actually, if you use win-loss records from last season, the Cowboys might be facing one of the easiest schedules of the season. But I don't like that method of evaluating how tough your schedule is. I like to look more at projected wins and things like that. Anyways, moving on from punter to kicker, that's still the Cowboys. What one of the cow that, that's the one Cowboys need at the specialists. You have Long Snapper, Jake McQuaid resigned. The same for, for Brian Anger. Greg Sorline, though, is gone. And now the Cowboys need to find a kicker. I'm convinced that if it's through free agency or the NFL draft, I don't know. But I'm convinced that the Cowboys will bring in more bodies to the kicking competition. But there's one guy on the roster now, and that is Chris Nagar from SMU. And I think... He has a legit shot at making the roster. Now, Chris Nagar, relatively unknown in the NFL. He is a second-year player. While he was a rookie, he played with the Jets. He also played with the Browns and was on Cleveland's practice squad for a while. That went on for a while, and, you know, he had misses and all of that, but he had not, he didn't have a consistent you know, role in on any NFL team. And now in his second year in the league, he is with the Cowboys, as I said, from SMU. He was born and raised in Arlington. But this is not only a feel-good story. If you look at his stats, there's a reason why Nagar is on the roster. He went 17-421 uh, when he was a senior over at SMU with the Mustangs. That's an 81% efficiency rate. That led his conference semi-finalist for the Lou Groza Award, which is presented to the best kicker in the nation in college football. And he might not be unknown around the NFL. And in fact, the Cowboys have been interested in Chris Nagar since day one because they were on his pro day in 2021. Uh, they reached out to him. 
According to his agent, they reached out to him when Rex Orline was injured for the Cowboys in 2021. But back then, he was with the Cleveland Browns practice squad. And you guys know this. There are some regulations in place to keep teams from poaching players from another uh, team for temporary use. So, of course, the NFL wants you to poach players from practice squads if you're going to stay with them for a while. So nothing came to fruition when Soraline was injured for the Cowboys. Instead, we know what happened. Of course, there were some other names involved, including uh, Lirium Hairulahu. But the Cowboys were in touch with Chris Nagar. Now, he's got, he's got a powerful leg, even though that was not very clear from his college career because he only had two attempts over 50 yards. But something that I was impressed by is the fact that he actually had the second highest guaranteed money out of the rookie kickers last year. So there was Evan McPherson, who you guys already know because of his historic playoff run with the Cincinnati Bengals. He had the highest guaranteed money of any kicker because he was drafted. After him, it was Chris Nagar. Four teams were involved in a bidding war for the SMU product last season and now he's with the Cowboys and something that I was also impressed by is the analytics side of this thing and I talked to his agent and he mentioned that Trackman was on his pro day for those of you who don't know Trackman it's a company that measures uh, data they I think they are involved with golf and baseball I didn't know that they were involved in football as well and look at that quote Chris comparables at his pro day were just about the exact same as Sorling. This is what Nathan Shackleford said, uh, Chris Nagar's agent. And he added, Chris is hitting the exact same analytics that he is. It's just about consistency. Now, although he only had two attempts over 50 yards in SMU, he kicked from 63 twice in his pro day in 2021 and if you pair that with the analytics side of things the Cowboys might have a powerful leg over on uh, you know the only kicker that they have on the roster so I thought this was very interesting I wanted to share this with you because I don't believe that we know a lot about this Cowboys kicker but if you look at the facts he might very well compete for the spot he, he might be in it. Now, of course, the Cowboys are going to bring more kickers in. There's going to be a kicker competition. But I'm guessing the Cowboys are not going to make a big move. And maybe they're not going to land a big name because of salary cap reasons. Right? That's where I would be at right now. By the way, do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the show if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. And let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Uh, I think there was somebody asking about the schedule. It usually comes out early in May, as Ruglock pointed out. On Oh, here, here is a question from Angel. Usually comes out at the beginning of May, right after the NFL draft. So... We already know who the opponents will be for the Cowboys. We just don't know what this schedule will look like. There are a lot of powerful kickers, says Samuel Rowe. 
that is exactly right. And I asked uh, his agent about this, and I asked him about what could be different for Chris in 2022. And he used the word rhythm. It's about finding rhythm because he was caught and, well, he, he was briefly with the Jets, briefly with the Browns. So not a lot of consistency so far for, for Chris Nagar. And he might find that this offseason competing for his starting spot with the Cowboys. And I, I'm high on him, to be honest. Like, you look at the numbers and all of that, he could be the Cowboys kicker. Now, Burner account, however, and he knows that I like analytics. You guys know this. Never punt, never kick a field goal, always go for it. Now, that's all obviously an ex exaggeration, but hey, I'm all for being super aggressive on fourth down, and I hope that the Cowboys kind of continue and, even, and, and be even more aggressive with their fourth down decision-making. Let's see. Guru says, whatever field goal kicker we get will likely come at, at the recommendation of Bones Fassel one he is familiar with. And hey, I will not, you know, complain about that comment because he might be right. That, that is what we have seen so far from the John Fassel era of special teams. Lauren Michaels says, cut Anthony Brown, draft an all-alignment and draft a running back, Kenneth Walker. You know what the worst part of it all is that Anthony Brown might be cut. Like, you cannot rule that out just because he opens up $5 million in cap space, and the Cowboys could feel comfortable uh, with Kelvin Joseph. I, however, right now, I don't think that he will be cut. I would imagine that the Cowboys want some consistency on their roster. I don't think Anthony Brown goes anywhere in 2022. But anyways, guys, before I leave you tonight, I wanted to talk about the fact that some visits have been reported on by... Bobby Belt from 105.3 Defend and by Jane Slater from NFL Network. You know, pro days are at a full speed right now. Uh, NFL teams can schedule 30 visits with prospects, and we know about a few already. So Bobby Belt reported that the Cowboys had a visit with Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from uh, Arkansas. And then Jane Slater added that the Cowboys were going to visit with none other than offensive lineman Kenyon Green from Texas A&M and also defensive lineman DeMarvin Leal. And I don't know, Traylon Burks, Kenyon Green both sound like some of the most likely players to be drafted by the Cowboys with the 20, 24th overall pick. And I wanted to ask you, I wanted to get a feel for how you guys uh, project the first round to go for the Cowboys. So the question is, who would you bet on to be the Cowboys pick at number 24? If you had to bet on one and only one prospect, and I know best player available, so on and so on, but taking it all into account, who do you think is going to be available? Who do you think the Cowboys could like? Who would you bet on to be the Cowboys pick at number 24, if you had to pick only one. Guru says, I'm looking for wide receivers in the third and fourth round. Hey, I, I think that's, you're getting a wide receiver in the first four rounds. Like, it feels like that will be the case. Not because it is a need, but because the Cowboys could use one. Plus, 
there are a lot of wide receivers that the Cowboys could be interested in. But I like the fact that they signed James Washington to not be forced to do so. Some of your answers. Michael Beers says Kenyon Green. Joshua also votes with Green. So far, he is the, the leader of the results because he's got about five, six votes. Jack and Angie Meeker as well go with Green. If he makes it, or Linderbaum. Paul also goes with Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, burner account, we, we caught him dreaming for a while there because he said Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton will not be there for the Cowboys, although I love watching him play. Gregory, the linebacker, Nakobe Dean. Slim Green goes with Traylon Burks. Aiden Hutchinson, come on, guys. Man, I'm starting to believe that Aiden Hutchinson might just be the number one pick. I thought it was clear that it was going to be an offensive tackle for the Jaguars. Primetime field goes with Kenyon Green or Sion Johnson. I think I'd cry if we, get, if we got Cal Hamilton's burner account. Well, don't worry. You won't. Uh, you, you won't uh, cry because that will not happen. Uh, let's see. Does anyone know if the Texas A&M players count against their 30 scouts? Or is that a Texas player in your area day, says the truth MDP? Ah, that's a good question. I would have to make sure because I don't want to be wrong about that one. But yeah, there are, there are some players that you can uh, visit with that do not have to be. Mm, I don't know the truth. I will, I will try to research that and get to you back tomorrow night if no one else can uh, help us out with that question. So my answer is also Kenyon Green. Listen, it's, in my opinion, the Cowboys' biggest need at the moment, left guard. I don't think that, you know, heading into 2022 with Connor McGovern would be fun. Uh, I think that the Cowboys want to find that guy, and maybe they have not felt like they needed to because they have... Uh, they have Connor McGovern, but, but they have the opportunity, excuse me, to draft someone with the pick, with the first round pick. And I think that it's likely that Kenyon Green makes it to pick number 24. And I don't know, you know, the best hit is on already. He confirmed it with uh, Jane Slater. And it sounds like if I had to bet on one, I would say with the 24th overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys are going to end up selecting Kenyon Green. And I would love it, by the way. I would love it if, if they go with him. Because, again, I think that's the biggest need for the Cowboys. And I don't think that you, you can go wrong with the Texas A&M product. The Cowboys believe in investing heavily in the offensive line. We have seen that for over a decade now. They are willing to invest a lot of both draft capital and cap space. And it makes a lot of sense to me that they go with Kenyon Green. That would be my bet as well. Uh, Ryan Doyle says, Mo, you look a little tired. Were you out celebrating Benito Juarez' birthday last night? No, no. And I'm, I'm actually, I actually kind of hate that we celebrate that. <laughs> That's just a random history pet peeve of mine. I don't understand why, why they give us a holiday on that day. But no, I was not. And I'm not, I'm not that tired, actually. Uh, just, you know, it's exams weeks. Exam week over at uh, school, over at college. But anyways, guys, I will leave you for tonight, and I will see you tomorrow night. We are 37 days away 
from the NFL draft. So get ready for more draft content here on the ADC Sports Dallas channel. It will be exciting. And hey, I'm excited about what's to come in the offseason. Uh, we have a lot of cool plans and we cannot wait to show you all of that. But as always, primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com, the ride of the week, the 2022 Kona. Check it out on their website and also check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and Mavericks content. Check that out over there. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Do me a favor, hit the like button. Let's put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Uh, Samuel Rose says, I thought Mo was a prodigy middle schooler. Close enough, though. Close enough, Samuel. Uh, thank you, guys. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central.